0: Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the Ripple Effect podcast. Uh, my name is Daniel, we want to welcome you to the studio today. I've got Brian Sevitz with us uh, and also Rex Black is here. We're going to get to him in a little bit. that's right with you. We'll get we'll to get <laughs> him in a little bit. Um, but we want to start out this episode letting you know what our sponsor is for the week. And our sponsor for the week is... Some Painter's Tape! um you gotta love some painters tape uh and how helpful it is and useful it is the reason this week is sponsored by painters tape is if you've noticed there's been some construction going on around the building and this building now is a little old or not old old but it's getting there older. it's older this building is over 10 years old now it's closer to 20 it's than all 10. closer to 20 it's than like, 10. what,
1: 17 or something
0: like that? So paint that's been peeling and chipping and walls that need some work done on, uh, you will see around that we've been having some uh, kind of facelift stuff that is happening, and we'll talk a little bit about that in, uh, a little bit later on. But painter's tape, there you go. Uh, enjoy uh, some good painter's tape. Well, as usual, we're going to talk through our uh, TLCC top three Uh, The top three things you need to know about the week. We're going to give you some uh, highlight, a spotlight of the week, and then a blessing to finish it off. But we always like to start off by reviewing the past Sunday. And uh, this past Sunday, we are still in our series on our core values. And we are talking, this past Sunday, we were talking about. well, I just blanked now. I'm the preacher and I preached on it. I got 7. centering,
1: our, centering lives on Jesus. our
0: lives on Jesus. So if you ever embarrassed that you forget the sermon, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's only Tuesday and I'm already yeah. thinking about too many things. Now, we've been talking about, yes, we've been talking about embracing the truth of Jesus, uh, embracing the truth, loving as family, and centering our lives on Jesus. Did you guys have anything interesting happen to you on Sunday? Anything worthy of noting? Um, I don't know. I feel like I had just missed
1: uh, leading and stuff. I don't know, because of the Mexico trip and then... Uh, you were out two weeks. Preaching and yeah. stuff. And I was thinking about... Um, I had read an article, I think last Friday, about how... Well, I was talking about the... Revival in Asbury and like coming to worship with expectancy because they're like this person was like the only thing that happened there is people came prepared mm. or some people did maybe not everybody but there were people praying and coming to worship with expectancy and so in, in my heart I was like yeah there's some Sundays I get up and I'm like if I wasn't a minister today I'd be sleeping in you know <laughs> and never uh,
0: those Sundays
1: yeah <laughs> well. I don't know, I feel like, and I don't know about anybody else, but I just really felt like um, I had come prepared. And so it made it, for me, a, a great Sunday. Mm. Um, and I loved, you know, worshiping along with the music team we had and stuff. So,
0: All right, well, this is going to be a longer introduction because I'm just curious. So it, you've got to have heard by now the revival that's going on in Asbury. They're over 10 days now. They're now like day 12 or something like that of continuous praise and prayer going on there what are your thoughts on that what do you have you heard about this oh yeah yeah what are your thoughts on
2: it it reminds me of the keswick movement that started in a youth group in wales mm. and went around the world mm-hmm. and what we're seeing is a an answer to prayer over the years mm-hmm. for you know, there's not been a real movement in our country since the jesus movement in the late early 70s late 60s right which I'm part of the result of that. Mm-hmm. And what we're seeing, I believe, is is the opportunity for the same mm. type of
1: revival.
0: Mm. What do you think about it?
1: Um, yeah, I think it's cool. I I always, uh, I feel like I am not one inclined to approach things like that cynic, from a cynical point of view. Like, um, I want to believe that that God wants to move in ways like that all the time and if anything it's uh, it's uh, well for one first of all is um, there's part of me that just wanted to drive out there and experience it yeah. and then I, I was telling them just that and for one thing there's like thousands of people and they're like if you drive out there you may not even get in for two days and all this stuff mm-hmm. but I was then I read that article and it was like this is you know, God doesn't only move in one space and location like this. There is no reason that um, you shouldn't experience His presence in this way all the time, and it's more on you. Yeah. If you're not, it's, it's more on you. Have you been intentional in prayer, in coming to, to worship? Not only on Sunday, obviously, worship anytime, but just our, our, our lives as um, I'm expecting God to do something. And I think that's why this person, which works there or they've been there the whole time. I don't know if they worked there or or whatever, but they said it it was a snowball. Like that thing began with like 18 students that stuck around after the service. Mm -hmm. They're like, there's no way you could say this was like manipulated or they were refuting all these people that were like, oh yeah, we really planned all this ahead of time. And it, you know, they're like, in no way like that this was like we totally thought we were just going on with our day Mm -hmm. and there was a few students hanging around so they didn't lock the door to the chapel you know and then it just snowballed from there but but there were people that have been praying it sounded like for decades that had been a part of a prior revival there that God would continue to do things like that over and over again
2: and Asbury College has remained Faithful to the gospel mm-hmm. over the years, because it you know it was established by the, you know, the Methodist Church, mm-hmm. and but I know a number of pastors that went to there, went to school there, and Bible believing uh, uh, preachers of the gospel.
0: Mm-hmm. I my my thought about it is always you know I do have some cynicism of like why do you have to go all the way over there like you said God can move Mm -hmm. anywhere but I I read a really great article that Brenda Curtis posted about revival usually is in preparation for something you know it Mm -hmm. it sparks your heart it awakens your mind but but there's a purpose for it. it is preparing you for whatever the next task is and if it isn't if it isn't if revival doesn't center your life and, and get your life centered back on Christ or on Christ Um, then it really just becomes about you so I I think it's amazing I think watching it happen is great and then for me it's like right, am I am I that committed am I that passionate? am I that focused do I expect God to move that way because he can anywhere Um, I think there's gonna be some great fruit at least seen out of it where you know you conversations and people saying hey what's what's happening and why do we think it's happening yeah, I think it's cool. So anyway, this this past week we focused on centering our life on Jesus and we talked about the uh, the house that was built upon the rock and the sand. If you missed that sermon, you can go to M C not that one. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Oh man, my mind is uh, on the convention that's coming up. You can go to tlcc.church dot church and you can watch that sermon. All right, we better move on to tlcc top three, or I'm gonna get way off here. <laughs> okay. What do we got, Brian?
1: Well, one of them is, you know, Daniel's the president of the Missouri Christian Convention. I'm sorry, that's why guys. I keep saying it. Uh, consumed by that right now, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and I have to say, I know, like, I was only one person that committee and it consumed me for like two years Mm -hmm. let alone being the president of the whole thing so uh, i understand that i don't know how many other people
0: do but i'm leaving soon
1: yeah oh oh low battery
0: that's all right let's keep
1: we'll try to go fast uh anyway como conference uh or the mc convention is coming up soon and you can sign up to ride in the van um, second one was the Como Conference and that's uh, March 4th. We have five tickets in the office you can still get for $60 a piece even though we said we passed that mm-hmm. deadline. So if you didn't get in on that, you decided you want to go right along with us on the 4th.
0: It's a day-long conference in Columbia where you just drive down there, spend the day together, drive back and uh, it's a great time of fellowship. Uh, Levi Lesko is going to be there to speak, he's a great speaker. I've been impacted by his books before, and uh, it would be a great time.
1: And it is, that one's for men only. I don't know if I said that, Mm -hmm. Uh, I think I just called it the COMO Conference,
0: but the COMO Men's Conference. Just like our panel today, men only. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And then we wanted to highlight uh, Grief Share because it starts tomorrow. It's during our regular Wednesday programming at 6.30 tomorrow, Uh, and it's in this room we're in now. They don't know which room that is, but it's 4.01. And Don't give away our position. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do not have to have signed up ahead of time. You can just show up. But it's twenty bucks if you'd like the workbook to go through it. And so Cheryl wanted us to highlight that.
0: Yeah, if you or someone you know uh, is going through just the difficulty of loss and that and grief that comes with it, um, it can be recent loss. It can be loss that you've thought you've dealt with, but you know something's come back around. Grief Share is a great place to be surrounded by other people going through the same similar similar things and uh, have people walk through it with you so it's a great great program so i think that's it there you go mc convention missouri christian convention Coma men's conference and grief share Yep. all right well today in our uh high rise studio uh, we have uh, with us rex black rex has been Attending church here, how how long have you been coming here? Uh, about six and a half years. Six and a half years, and your kid did. did your son drag you here? Had, did he did. You, did you he find out about it before no. uh, Aaron did, or he got? He yeah, Aaron you here? was
2: here first. He he came here eleven years ago.
0: Okay, yeah. all right. That's yeah. pretty crazy too yeah. to think about that. That it's been eleven years. Okay, so Rex has been around for a little bit. Rex was our um our uh, cleanup hitter in the softball team. <laughs> and, that was years ago and blast some bombs <laughs> actually my be- my favorite memory of you Rex is it was a Sunday morning and Fidel uh, Mancinas one of the missionaries that we support was here and I had asked someone to come on stage to help translate uh, his Spanish for everyone in the room and that person didn't show up and I had no idea what to do and someone was like well pull Rex up there and I'm like I didn't even know you spoke Spanish <laughs> And you came up and you translated and you did an amazing job. Um, So uh, we've we've really appreciated you being here. The reason we're highlighting you is you've been doing some of the repairs and the work around the building. Yes. How'd you get roped into that?
2: Uh, My son.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Blame everything. (laughs) He go.
2: He called me up one day. Says, "You interested in helping the church out? Do a few things, you know, maintenance wise." I "I guess I could, you know. And uh, so that's what I've been doing for the last. I don't even know how long now.
1: It's been a minute. I don't know, but this this year, we've given him a lot more tasks. Well, when, when when last first, year we had the lights. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, that's true. When we first started, you know, Rex really just did a few odds and end things. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, we replaced all the lights in the church with LED. And that 99% of that was done by Rex. And then this year, you know, instead of hiring just some company to come in and paint, Rex has been just really working his way around the entire building. Um, you clean the carpets um, twice a year, usually. Try to yeah. So,
0: so how did you even like? Is this just stuff you've picked up through the years? Have you done building maintenance work before? Or are you just incredibly gifted? What what? Where does this talent <laughs> come from?
2: Well, I cleaned carpets when I was in college. Okay so that helped on that area um i grew up on a farm so my first professional painting job was when i was 13. Okay. and i was doing all the cutting so mm. anyway uh and i did construction for many years as well as pastor so uh houses the barns or or whatever yeah. and i always like the challenge to find out how to do something and get it done
0: nice mm. i like it Well, if you see uh, some painter's tape around or you see some work that's going on, that's what's happening, and Rex is usually behind it, and we're so grateful for him. Rex, I'm going to ask you this question because I like to open up cans of worms, and you are someone, you and I have had conversations that... We have differences in uh, theological beliefs and theological really? backgrounds. Some, <laughs>
1: it's hard some, to
0: believe. I know. <laughs> what is it like of uh, being a part of and participating in a church that you uh, disagree with some things on? That you uh, it's not the same background that you came from theologically. How's how's that like?
2: A W Tozer said, and I think it was born after midnight. He said, uh, I'd rather be with a man who is on fire for the Lord for a whole day that I don't agree with doctrinally than to be with a dead doctrinal individual that agrees with everything that I believe in. Mm. And, you know, I don't even agree with myself.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, there are times the
2: same. I'm
0: like, I don't know if I think this or not.
2: And so we've got to give the ability for the Lord to do the work rather than... I went to a conference, a preachers' conference, a number of years ago. You know, I'm, I'm a Calvinist, mm-hmm. and one of the men there was asking me how often I preached on Calvinism. I said, I don't. Hmm. I preach the Word of God. If it comes up, I'll talk about it. But I don't. You know, he he didn't have much to do with me the rest of the conference. It's like sure. something's wrong here. Hmm. You you've got to have a heart for the Word of God and not this this uh benchmark that you want to force everybody to be in mm-hmm.
0: yeah we want we want to create mini miniature versions of ourselves sometimes and we forget that the kingdom of god is a lot bigger than that and thank goodness it is yeah thank goodness it is. well i've always appreciated your grace and your focus and commitment to unity and to really focus on jesus and not ourselves and that's really it's really the goal of christianity isn't it um, Well, that is it for today and for this episode. Let me leave you with the blessing of the week. And uh, I'm curious your thoughts on this. You might have more thoughts to share than we have time for. But uh, I shared this with our our staff this morning. Uh, Last night, we were in a study with some people. We were talking about how much influence and power does Satan have and do demons have in this world? And we were talking about Just the the spiritual world and the spiritual battle and how it affects the physical world. And we were were talking through Revelation a little bit about uh, this dragon that John writes about in Revelation chapter 20 and how this dragon is bound and uh, is restrained by God for a, a time. And... Later on in the night I went and re- I read the rest of the chapter and there's this interesting section in Revelation 20 where it talks about the this dragon Satan will be freed and it looks like he's about to amass his armies to go to war with the saints. And it says Satan's going to be when the 1000 years are completed Satan year, Satan will be released from his prison. He will come out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth Gog and Magog he'll gather together for the war And the number of them is like the sand on the seashore. And they came up on the broad plain of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city. And it's this moment where it's like, you know, you can't even count the enemies against you. And they're there and it's overwhelming. And it's like, I don't know what's going to happen to the saints. And it seems like a great war is about to take place. But then the next section just says this. Let me read it for you. And fire came down from heaven and devoured them. <laughs> That's it. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> there is no battle. There is no war. Quickest war in the... <laughs> <laughs> Quickest war in history. And the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet is also and they were torment, tormented day and night forever and ever. And I, I read that and I think sometimes in my life I think that the the influence and the the opposition of evil is so great and and so overwhelming that's like are we even taking any ground does it even are we even making a difference and it feels like this you know army is against you but there is no comparison with the glory of God is there there, there is no battle it, he he consumes and and fights for us and when we have that mindset we we can remember and know that when God is for us, no one can stand against you. And so we make sure we stay in his camp, in the mm-hmm. camp with the saints, in the camp that honors God, in the camp that bears his name, because he's gonna be glorified and he's gonna protect you. And so it reminds me also, if you remember, it was either, I think it was Elijah or Elisha, and he's surrounded by literal armies. And, and his, Elijah? Elisha and his servant's scared and he says, open your eyes. And when he, when he could see, he sees the Lord's army. Mm-hmm. And he's reminded, I have nothing to fear when the Lord is on my side. So that's your encouragement of the week. That even though the evil and the influence of this world seems so great, there is no there is no battle when it comes to the Lord fighting for you. Uh, and, and when we cling to him, uh, he will always have the victory. So mm-hmm. there you go. Thank you for joining us this week on the Ripple Effect podcast. We hope that you were encouraged and uh, we hope you have a great rest of the week. See you later.